the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. We're going to have a super show for you today. And just uh, this is going to be a nice, fun one. I think I've got a lot of great people here, some really good energy. And I have, of course, the infamous. You know, see that smirk? He thinks I'm going to go to him. The infamous Mike Darter, co founder of C- CCW Safe. Uh, here joining me on my right to your left, if you're playing along at home, across from him is. The real infamous. The real infamous. Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell is an awesome guy. He's filled in for us several times. He's the COO of CCW Safe. CCW Safe is the company that protects you when you've had to protect yourself. I mean, it's a, we're going to talk more about that and some of the things that have gone on. But we kind of have like a little celebration going on here today. And that is we want to point out that there's somebody in this room that actually did something worthwhile. And it wasn't me. As shocking as that was, it wasn't me. Uh, I have Jason Yamashiro. Now, Jason's been on the show before. I met him on a couple of, a couple of years ago, I guess, uh, as he was just starting out his journey in the IDPA master world. And this guy has climbed up the ranks in about 16 months from nobody to this year's 2018 Southern California Regional reigning IDPA champion, Jason Mayashiro. Oh, thank you very much, Phil. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, dude, you earned it. So we're, we're uh, going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into the, the meat of this program. But um, your your success, you know, from deciding that, uh, hey, shooting's fun, let's find out more about it and go from there. Tell us about that that walk. I mean, this, the last 16 months has been like a just a blaze storm for your success here. Um, it's been emotional, for sure. Um, it's been a lot of lonely hours of dry fire practice in, in my garage and setting up targets and uh how do your neighbors feel about that um i close the door <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's uh but my backyard does look like a war zone it's it's pretty crazy and it i does. understand that the entire floor is covered with airsoft pellets all over the it place is you remember that story huh yeah i stopped doing the airsoft because uh, i was just slipping around too much <laughs> not too smart um, but you learn along the way and the bumps and bruises um actually my sophomore year was probably the hardest uh there were rule changes in idpa um, it was one second down per missed shot, and then it was uh, some fault lines put in there. So that was an adjustment period, and uh, it's all coming together now. And um, I'm really happy, and I, I credit that a lot to my mentors, um, Masaki Tanagawa, who is my sensei, who got me started, who took me along the furthest, Bob Vogel, the IDPA world champion, who was just an amazing teacher, 
um, Shin Tanaka, who's a USPSA grandmaster, who spent tons of time just getting into my head. And most recently, Elias Frangolis, who is the Ipsic world champion. And that guy, along with Kimmy Donahue, they were just, I took a class three weeks ago from them, got into my head about the, the mental aspect of it and going to psychological war with um, yourself and remaining calm and staying on top of uh, your game despite being mentally prepared. Massive, massive. I owe them so much. Well, congratulations. Thank and you. Again, you Thank know, you a so lot much. of people take classes. A lot of people aren't champion. So, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, they um, gave me some skills that were um, immediately applicable to what I needed to do, and where I'm at right now is what I've always wanted. And um, it's I'm kind of on a high from it, yeah. but I have a lot of work to do. It, where I am right now is what I always wanted, but I think I need to go conquer the world. So <laughs> I'm sure that's where we're going next. Now, yeah. one of the things, one of the tools you've had, and it's actually one of your sponsors want to talk about. Um, one of the tools you've had for your training has been your GoPro mount. Yeah, by Sidekick Mounts. So, um, yeah, a wonderful sponsor, and uh, so I gave you some gifts from them, and yes, uh, it's did. been instrumental in helping me to break down my matches. And so this is a camera mount that takes your GoPro, puts it right on the bill of your of your hat. Yep. doesn't um, weigh too much, right? I'm wearing one right now. I do believe this is our first time doing mm-hmm. a radio interview with a GoPro <laughs> mount with my Sidekick Mounts. I know. I'm, I'm, they're they're going to love this. All yeah, it's been huge to be able to look at my video after and see what I was doing mm-hmm. wrong, um, because at the end of a match... I don't look at the good stuff. I look at what I should have done. Um, even after the championship, I, I was yeah. So our pre in our pre-show interview, we're just chatting around in the in the coffee room, and he says, "Yeah, you know, I won the the tournament and went home and just grilled himself over his mistakes that he made in that." It's like, come on, man, just open the champagne one day. But in all fairness, I didn't touch my gun for two days after that. I was burned out, so <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I did one last dry fire and sort of. Uh, gave myself some rest. Now a lot of people say that dry firing a gun uh, ruins it. Obviously. That doesn't happen. Oh, man, it's everything for me. I'll do two-a-days um, before a big match. Um, wake up super early in the morning when I'm a little groggy. I'm not sharp, and that's the best time to hone the skills. And then uh, one right before bedtime. And so what does your dry fire, your dry fire repetition involve? Um, I have targets pasted on the wall, one-six scale um, to one-to-one targets. And I just kind of vary it up uh, on the weekends. I do arts and crafts where I'm basically just cutting up cardboard pieces. And yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> He's a sensitive nerd guy. alert. Yeah, nerd very alert. Very sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. It's it's actually pretty therapeutic. And um, I can't believe I said that out loud. Man. But it's, it's, it's the glitter targets that That's are really right. the best. You know, the yeah. sprinkle targets? Those are the hardest oh, yeah. ones, man. Those really catch your eye. Yeah. Popsicle sticks held up. It is, yes. And I made a bridge. It was great. It was great. You guys will love it. That's I've never great. seen macrame targets before. But the- <laughs> I, I wear a macrame belt. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, anyway, congratulations. Thank we, you, Phil. We are Thank very, you. very proud of you. I have seen this guy shoot. He is amazing. You can find him at uh, it's G-I-M-Y-A-23, I think is uh, your Instagram. Uh, J-M-I-Y-A-2-3. At, Say it again. Uh, oh, sorry. It's My Instagram is uh, J-M-I-Y-A-2-3. Right. And so if you go on his Instagram, you'll be able to see all of his all of his videos. I mean, it's really instructive. It's great. And it's amazing how fast this guy can send rounds down, down range so accurately. Thank and you. Lots of people can shoot fast, but uh, shooting fast and shooting last is two different things. I know that for sure. Yeah. So, congratulations again. So let's, let's go on. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, CCW Safe. And uh, really, Jason, so... If, bringing you right right along speed with everybody else here. CCW Safe is a company that is a legal protection plan for people involved in self-defense altercations. Now, 
you live in LA County. I do, correct. Culver City, yeah. Culver City, which means that you have no ability to carry a concealed weapon at your home. Correct. Because you have a terrible sheriff. <laughs> End of story. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and those of you out there who, who live in LA County, you know, you can vote for a better one this June. You can get, get off your couch and get involved in that if you want to hear, have CCWs in your county. You have the, uh, that control. But you don't have the ability to have a CCW, but they actually have home protection. So if somebody came into your house right now, and I know you have, have kids and stuff, and you protected your home the way you need to mm-hmm. in like 0.6 seconds uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> that includes two reloads. Um, <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Stop. So, so you know, and some arts and crafts thrown at them. Yeah, <laughs> you remember those popsicle stick grenades? I do. It was one of those. Yeah. Can you imagine bad guys coming to go? Was that a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Is this Elmer's glue on my face? I'm getting choked out by a macrame belt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Evidence, evidence in court. <laughs> so you have to defend yourself. What happens now is your homeowner's insurance. They leave you alone. They say, mm. did you intend to do this? You say, yeah, mm. a bad guy was uh, trying to kill us. I had to protect my, my family. And they say, well, that's an intentional that's act. Mm-hmm. We don't cover you. Do you have a solution for that? Yeah, we, we have a, a home defense plan for for those who need to, who cannot uh, have a concealed carry permit and want to still defend their family at home. So if you have to use deadly force, um, any force actually, but a deadly force to um, defend. And not a, just with the firearm. Yeah, I mean, anything. I mean, kitchen knife, whatever it needs. A you had to baseball throw out bat, the window. Whatever it takes. If it's life-threatening incident, we cover you. Locomotive. And we take care of, you know, you know if you have, especially in California, you know, where most cops will lean toward arresting you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those states. So um, we take care of your, your bail bonds and uh, we take care of your legal, you know, all your attorney's fees, expert witnesses, and just take care of you from beginning to the end. Um, we're the only ones that actually have a a rollout of a response team. So we have homicide detectives that'll help you and your family walk through oh, that's it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's really awesome. great. I mean, if, if you carry concealed or, or defend your home, you must have it. Mm. Absolutely. And you've actually got something else special you want to, to announce while you're here. Well, we a couple things, actually. De-escalation training and then the FTA. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's another thing we do, too, is online training uh, twice a week. We do case analysis studies of uh, cases that have been on the past. In fact, I think you all talked about the karma case. Yeah, last. we're going to finish that out. Yeah. So we do that. And that's one reason I'm here is, uh, Stan, and I have been putting together a de-escalation training for our our uh, members uh, that's going to be coming out soon. Then we also have a big announcement on FTA that uh, I think we're going to talk about. You want to talk about that now? or No, we'll, we'll pick it up. We only got a few seconds left on this cool. one. But, uh, yeah, Mike Darter's here in town. He's doing some special work. This de-escalation is really important. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, and control of the situation. And, you know, owning a gun, owning a firearm is, is one thing, but the intelligent use and when not to use it is absolutely more critical than anything else. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. Congratulations again to Jason Lightshiro. Yes, he does shoot faster than me. (laughs) (laughs) And me. And and everybody in Southern California this year. So, folks, we'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step 
and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and you know, as a listener to this show, every week we're going to talk about the Second Amendment, hunting, gun rights, and all the great stuff in life. Americans. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. But Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after, that pur- after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. So for more information about the certified courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit the website, bullseyesport.com, for their schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. That's 951-823-0211. By this time, it should be number two on your speed dial, guys. Or check out the tap, or tap the AM590 app. Thank you very much, Vince. He is a great sponsor, a great little store here in Riverside. But... We have some um, some things we want to talk about today going forward. You have some great announcements. I have Mike Darter here and Stan Campbell. Mike Darter is the CEO, co-founder of CCW Safe. I found I say that too fast sometimes. sometimes CCW Safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CCW Safe. I also have Stan Campbell, the COO of CCW Safe. Yes, and uh, you guys have have brought some things that are brand new into the platform that, that I think are, are have been missing, and I'm very glad to see you accessing this part of it. So, Stan, why don't you pick it up from there? Well, you know, um, the last time I was here, Phil, you and I touched upon, uh, number one, the attacks on the insurance industry as far as it goes with um, with those who 
are in the gun industry. So right. NRA got attacked and um, their insurance carrier dropped in. We talked about how our captive insurance model uh, is the only one that can actually sustain that that attack by anti-gunners because we are insulated, insulated and we own our insurance company. And uh, as part of that as well, we went one step further and we, we partnered with uh, you know, five of the leading uh, firearm instructors in the nation uh, to create an association called FTA, uh, and that's Firearms Instructors, um, I'm sorry, Firearm Trainers Association. And uh, I'm going to let Mike jump in and just and get some more and, and tell you about the founders and such. Yeah, so we have, uh, and if you're in firearms, you're going to know these names, Larry Vickers, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Hackathorn, Dave Spaulding, Jeff Gonzalez, uh, Scott Reedy with the SIG Academy. Um, so we have these five guys, and we started we we started this talk with Larry. Um, he immediately thought it was a need that needed to be addressed, you know, right now. And it's we're using the hashtag protecting the profession, and it is going to set professional standards for the first time uh, for farms. Uh, instructors, but it's also going to going to have a uh, insurance component with that. So I, th- I think that's that's important because a lot of guys. I mean, let's face it: you take yep. the NRA certified pistol course, which is not very difficult, <laughs> and now they are posting themselves as I'm a certified trainer, and mm-hmm. I do this, and I do that, and I have a bullhorn, and I can yell at people and walk around in the dirt with flip flops on and say this is the way it goes. So, or or the other thing that is I think a must have for proper firearm training is a paracord bracelet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've noticed that that is that is an imperative thing. You must have a tan paracord bracelet in order to be a pistol instructor. Yep. All right, let me take mine off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made your own. He called me out. He called me out. Yeah, but you macromajor. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yours I did wasn't paracord. It. It's a macromajor. <laughs> that's that's. It, it's a belt for you guys, but for me, it's a, <laughs> it's a wrist. Thing. But but we do need standards because anybody can hang out a shingle and the quality of instruction from A to Z is... Right, right. I mean, there's such a wide gamut. And there's, you know, over 150,000 instructors. NRA instructors. NRA instructors. So, yeah, this is really going to, uh, you know, we, we met in Vegas with them and they really want to protect the profession they really want to bring up uh you know add some profession to add some yeah and they want to set the standards and and they also want to bring people up you know who want to become uh maybe somebody who uh is not a full-time but wants to go full-time uh but there's also going to be other things business related on how they can how they can enhance their business, how they can become better firearms instructors through training. They're going to have access to training online, uh, you know, through those five people. So it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing too, um, and I always like to throw in there that we are supporters of the NRA, although they are direct competitors with the, the carry guard. And, um, but even with the FTA, because they have an insurance component, and now we created our insurance component, there's still you know some some flaws in their system in that you have to be, I mean you can buy it, but they drop you if you don't teach the NRA certified courses. With us, we cover you with the one million dollars, and and you can teach the courses that are just state certified or or the courses that you choose. And um, and we still cover you. So um, it's just a lot of pluses. And we're, we're bringing, you know, we're, we're not trying to. Is available now? 
Absolutely. Yeah, it is. FTAProtect.com. Okay. So California is always weird when it comes to insurance. Are we admitted in California now? Yes. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because you got to think about it. The way the way that we designed our system and our model is that FTA is the one that has that's insured, and then they you become the beneficiary of of their insurance. So so you have the um, the certificate of insurance to be able to show to whichever range or whatever that is that you have this required by. Exactly. We just did the uh, the Avenal long range shooting course with with Rex Reviews, mm-hmm. and you know we had thirty five guys out there, and you know Avenal requires insurance. So mm-hmm. we had, actually we. When we did the class at Bass Pro Shops, yep. they had to have insurance. Absolutely. Yep. And so you need to have those certificates or you're going nowhere. Yes, sir. Yeah, and it's also back through reinsurance. So it's covered well. Yeah, so we're just really excited just to push that out. And, um, I mean, we're looking forward to it just continuing to grow. So what would be some of the standards you would want to see in a firearms training? Well, first of all, safety standards. Uh, so, um, it's, I mean, and, and to be covered and... Um, you do have to have the safety standard class that that um, that's kind of comparable to what the founders use, uh, and then so waivers that for, you know, for your, your your attendees. So we actually have a waiver that has to be signed for you to be covered. But that way, you know, it it shows that you know, you're not just having people write on crayon or, or a handshake and a smile. And I'm gonna teach you how to do this. So, yeah, it's never a problem until it's a problem. Absolutely. Right. That's that's famous insurance talk. You know, Phil. You know thank that. you for having me on with Mike and Stan because. This is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted, and this is what I need to do. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when you, as arrogant as it sounds, when you start winning, people start approaching you. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so I've got a pretty big list of people who want to start training. I just don't have the time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad because the timing's perfect because I need you guys. Yeah. This is this is massive for me. So yeah. thank you. This is no great. Problem. It's great to hear. Yeah, and 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 it's, and it's made for people like you and mm-hmm. and those who step out to train, you know, train, um, you know, just firearms, concealed carry. Uh, I mean, however you you train, I mean, it's professional insurance to cover you, you know, from the liabilities uh, of your students, you know. So I mean, we even cover you know accidental shootings as well, you know. Um, on CCW side, we don't, but of course we do with FTA. So it's just a beautiful marriage, and we're just trying to you know step up the industry. Yeah, and they also have, we also have an auxiliary membership available for people who are not firearms instructors, but people who want to maybe have access to some of the training or uh, people who just want to support it. So it's not only for uh, firearms instructors. There is a lower rate uh, available for just auxiliary members. So. That's right. And, and then as, move, as we're moving forward, uh, we're going to build in the element to cover ranges and, and gun yeah. stores and gun shops and stuff like that as well. Because, you know, um, the anti-gunners are attacking coming the insurance company yeah, everywhere. You know, just like Operation Choke Point. I think I just saw Citibank doesn't want to do credit cards for gun-related companies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it, Operation Choke Point was under Eric Holder and uh, that last, admitted, last president whose name we're not allowed to say in my... <laughs> Well, it's because it sets off my Tourette's. I know. Yeah, so, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> it's the family friendly. I, I can't you only get one black friend, and that's me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's right. I said it. I was that's wondering right. if that was going to make well. it in. <laughs> jeez. You had a few seconds to spare. Oh, yeah, we, 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 did, we actually just got notified this week that Tokyo Marine uh, has been dropping ranges. That's true. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be is it's gonna be a problem. So it's gonna to have to be private insurance in order to cover these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know what, guys, I keep harping back on this: range owners, gun store owners. If you don't get everybody involved in your company 
to vote. Everybody comes in and signs a waiver. You need to have them register to vote. You've got to protect your own livelihood. You've got to get involved in this. And I've been harping on that for, for months, and I'm going to continue doing it. Uh, matter of fact, you guys are both leaving here with stacks of voter registration forms. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> And you have to get people involved in this because this is your livelihood. This is our rights, our future, and it's also your livelihood. Why aren't you involved on this? Um, and to be attacked on the financial services side is blindsiding them. So, uh, hey, we're going to join back here with Don West, and we're going to talk about one of the cases that you guys successfully wrapped up, the Karma case. This is Philip Naiman with Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. That's right, folks. Mulan Labe Saturday. This is Philip Naiman. Now joining you, if you're just just catching us halfway through the show here, uh, joining me here on the show, I have Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell from CCW Safe, and I have his partner Mike Darter, uh, who is the co-founder of CCW Safe. That we have their uh, legal counsel on the line, Don West. And also, uh, as you notice in the first part of our show here, we have the Galactic Champ for <laughs> IDPA, Jason Mayashiro. Oh, I love that. Dude, you wear it well. Um, <laughs> hey, we want to go into a couple of different things. We just talked about CCW Safe is setting the standards now for for firearm trainers, which is sorely needed. Okay, I do small classes for people. I just try and keep them four at a time because that's my attention span. Um, and everybody gets a lot of stuff, but you have guys out there running big classes yeah. and mm-hmm. big lines of shooters and stuff like that. And and standards are important. So the firearm. Trainers Association that you're starting up again with those five excellent trainers involved in that is huge. But you're also involved in protecting people or even reviewing shooting cases and and making sure people understand what has happened and why. Absolutely. And then uh, if your listeners remember, you know, we kind of started talking about the the karma case, you know, a couple of uh, months back. And, you know, we we broke it down because the way that um, especially we, we lean on Don West, of course. Um, the way that these are being broken down, you know, we talk about the considerations when you're, you know, involved in a, a self-defense shooting. So uh, these cases that we're reviewing for our members, you know, because we want them to learn from other people's mistakes and challenges uh, so that they don't make the same and don't end up, you know, um, life in prison, because that's really, really serious when you pull the trigger. Well, life in prison at, at worst, financially ruined. Oh, yeah. You know, I secondary. Mean, even if you get off the jail, you're wiped out. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Don and 
a couple of other experts, you know, um, have put their heads together and presented some of some, some considerations that, you know, everyone needs to be aware of when involved in these self-defense cases to include um, the location, um, escalation of force, uh, reasonable fear um, and the post-incident uh um, actions. So um, the karma case, we're kind of finishing that out and we're going to have, that's why we have Don on the air now and we're going to let him kind of discuss, you know, about this case and how it finished out and the, the verdict and such. Don, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Philip. Hey, guys. Hi, thanks. Thanks again. The The karma case was actually out of Montana. It was sort of in this grouping of cases that we've been writing about and then developing a podcast that will help develop some lessons uh, for the future from events in the past. And this was a home defense case. Uh, Marcus Karma had been plagued with some petty crime-type burglaries, breaking into the garage and stealing things, and he'd had about enough of it. So he, not only was he um, lying in wait in the sense that he had opened the garage door, he was uh, looking... For the opportunity, I put a trail of tools out to the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. And worse for him than actually creating this attractive opportunity, which wound up essentially resulting in the death of a 17 year old who was probably there to steal some beer. He announced what he was planning to do at the hairdresser. He didn't show much remorse at the end. In fact, it seemed as though he was surprised that he was being prosecuted when, in a sense, he committed premeditated murder. As we point out in one of our articles on this case, there's no such thing as premeditated self-defense. Self-defense is in response to a threat, to a life-threatening situation. And there's probably no safer place to defend yourself uh, in terms of legal challenge than in your home. Uh, But Marcus Karma did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as a result of that, even though the Montana jury deliberated for almost eight hours, because I think they wanted to give this guy a break, but he, if you took a list of the good things and the bad things that happened, the bad checklist is three or four times longer, and they couldn't, I think they just couldn't reconcile the fact of all of the preparation, the anticipation, and then ultimately firing several shots into what was essentially a darkened garage, resulting in this kid's death. So he was convicted and uh, ultimately serving a life sentence. It sounds like rightly so. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think people can really quarrel with the outcome. It's a double tragedy, of course. You know, Karma was otherwise a decent guy supporting a family and just became enraged with the idea that his property was being uh, attacked by outsiders. Now, not that there was any clear indication that his family was being targeted for violence, but he had just sort of had enough of it. And instead of calling the authorities or doing the reasonable thing, now, of course, Uh, reasonableness is the filter that the jury looks through at all of this stuff. And even though you can defend your house to the hilt, you can't set up an opportunity to kill somebody because you're angry about things that have happened in the past. You know, uh, it's a double tragedy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Here in California, though, I mean, one of the things is you can't protect your property. Um, 
people are, you know, with with the laws that they've passed, AB 47 and, and 57, uh, AB 109, they keep letting everybody out. So somebody can come on your property, cause up to 950 bucks in damage and just get a citation. You know, they could break into your house, steal your television set and your Glock and get a citation when they're caught in your driveway with it. So, I mean, I can understand how people's frustration builds because law enforcement doesn't have the tools to put the bad guys away. And again, this in California, this whole scenario was built by our current legislature. They have designed these laws uh, for the benefits of criminals that are creating a huge class of people being victimized by them over and over again. And it's, I can see how somebody's frustration level would be building on that. Yes, there are two decisions to be made. One is, are is what you're about to do legal? And, and certainly, defending your life, the, the life of loved ones, is going to be legal in any setting, especially in your home. But using deadly force uh, on property, even if you're in a jurisdiction where that might be allowed, and there are some jurisdictions which the homeowner gets the benefit of the doubt with the presumption of threat and such. You still have to really question, is being investigated, arrested, perhaps spending a couple of years in jail, even if you're ultimately acquitted, worth it if there's any way to avoid the situation? And locking the door and calling the police might have been the first thing he should have done. But uh, that, that's why I said it was a double tragedy, because not only did the teenager lose his life, but then Marcus Karma and his family's lives were ruined as well as a result of his very bad decision-making and poor judgment. Yeah, if you don't mind me jumping in to understand, um, you know, we, especially our, our California um, uh, members, you know, I'm, I always push when I'm here on the show, you know, to, to really think about your decision-making because we've had to, to d- defend, and, and in some of these cases, Donna tell you that they're, they're a little difficult out here because, you know, the brandishing is getting you guys in trouble and thinking that you can just, you know, display Explain your what weapon. brandishing is. So we talk about displaying your weapon, you know, in um, you know, with force. Uh, so um, you um, you have to just think about the things that you do. So um, and so watch out for that. Yeah, you can't. You know, if if a guy cuts you off on the freeway, seriously. Yeah, just walk away from it. Well, mean, exactly it, right. You don't you don't draw a weapon to win an argument, right? No, no. Yeah, the, the only time you can draw the weapon is when you are facing that uh, threat of imminent death or great bodily harm. And rarely can you display a weapon that you wouldn't otherwise have the right to use legally. Yeah, and not and, only um, so. So you talk about that. So a guy has, uh, say, his appendix carry in, in, in a, a pistol. If you have to brandish it, you have to pull it. You know, there's no differentiation. If you didn't have to pull it, but you're showing it off, that's the bad decision making. Absolutely. Right? If that gun doesn't have to clear leather because you're defending yourself, they have no right to know it's underneath your shirt. Yes, sir. And and then the follow up to that is what what gets dropped as well, which is they don't call nine one one afterwards and, and make themselves a victim. So then you have the suspect calling in on them, and then we have to undo it and really fight for you to be the victim of the situation. Mm-hmm. So again, bad decision making. Absolutely, and and frankly, a lot of the the heaviest thing that they count out here for CCWs is your character. They do a lot of investigations on your background, your neighbors, your coworkers, and so forth, and and they want to uh, make sure that they have somebody who's not going to do that because that's where the sheriffs get into trouble. If they have all their CCW guys out there showing their belly guns, mm. which you know, I just don't want to see the guy's belly. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's brandishing right there. Yeah, that's right. a lethal weapon. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that a possum? Oh my god! <laughs> Hey, uh, so we're going to talk more in the next segment coming up here. I want to talk about the de-escalation course and how you've been involved in that. And I think Mike's going to, going to lead that case. Don, thank you for what you do. You do so much on defense for Second Amendment people and people who are involved in it. Of course, his claim to fame was he worked with the, the, the uh, Travis... Um, the George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. Trayvon Martin shooting. Trayvon Martin shooting. And uh, that, that's where we found him. And, and you guys brought him on. Yeah, that's all. So, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, I know you're being entertained this show because I have some characters with me today, that's for sure. <laughs> I have Stan Campbell, the galactic champion for IDPA, Jason Mayashiro, <laughs> Mike Darter, the CEO of CCW Safe, and... You know, some great news that we have coming out here. I think it's sorely needed to have professional standards in the firearm training associate, firearm training world. And so I'm really glad that you guys have started that. But you don't stop there. I mean, the thing with your company is you seem to uh, keep attempting to innovate and bring new things out. Absolutely. And, and in a manner that helps people regarding their CCWs, regarding saving their own lives and and facing threats. So you started the de-escalation project. Mike, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and that's that's one thing, you know, our background is in law enforcement. Stan was uh, 20 years with Oklahoma City Police. I was 10 years with Oklahoma City Police and then 10 years with ATF out of Dallas. Um, So in law enforcement, law enforcement is constantly... Uh, learning and training and looking what's going on and and trying to improve that and that's one thing that we feel that we need to do for our members and the de-escalation training de-escalation is is a big deal i mean we talked about it in this training course we've been doing video that we're going to be have a course on our new academy ccwsafe.com slash academy on de-escalation and you know, back in 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 the '90s, after uh, you know Rodney King in law enforcement, de-escalation became a pretty big deal. It started out with verbal judo, and then you know by the you know 2000s and a little after, it was just de-escalation training. And uh, it's not only important. Uh, you know, actually, the Zimmerman case was probably one of the cases that brought it into uh, that made it no longer a law enforcement term. 
a term that everybody's going to have to deal with, especially if you're if you're a concealed carrier, you carry for safety in a constitutional carry state or even home defense. But you know, um, Don brought up double tragedy, and that's one of the things that you know, if you let somebody else bring you into a situation that you're going to make decisions that you would are going to regret later that can be a, a huge double tragedy if, if it ends up turning into a shooting over something that um, could have been handled differently where one person is dead now you're looking at a lifetime in prison um, one dead so, one ruined yeah, and we're not, and you know, we talked about in this training. You know, we're not saying if you're if if you have a legitimate threat, especially with the weapon, you have to address that mm-hmm. right yeah, then. Threat. But if there's if there if it's a verbal altercation going on or something, anything that can be de-escalated, it really needs to um, try to avoid that. In fact, we we created a. a citizens use of force continuum there's there's we've always operated under the police use of force continuum which is not a standard but it's it's, it's a, a national guideline, guideline. Yeah. and departments have their own uh, but they they fall on the same uh, premise of what levels you can uh, escalate at and there's never been one done for civilians so mm-hmm. we did one and every level falls back on avoidance mm-hmm. if possible and so you know, people have to, and we talked a little bit earlier about brandishing and uh, control. Control is huge. I mean, you have to not only have control of yourself, but control of the situation, and you can't give up that control. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, they get in trouble with their ego, and they make bad decisions because they know they have a gun on their hip. So they'll move, put themselves in a situation or actually react to someone's aggression in a way they that they wouldn't, wouldn't normally right. do if they didn't have firearms. So they, they'll roll down their window, engage in the verbal, they'll open up the door to, you know, to actually start it. But you have to understand when it comes down to a jury coming look at you later in a sterile environment and, and, and testing your reasonableness, you're actually going to find yourself in trouble. And you, you're going to be seen as the aggressor. So that, you know, th- these are some of the things that, you know, we discuss, you know, we go over, you know, um, because, I mean, not only am I Phil's only black friend, I'm also a... <laughs> A, uh, a firearms. I'm sorry. I only have you on because you're very white impersonation. <laughs> I know. So um, I'm also, you know, 15 years training police officers and teaching de-escalation and self-defense and um, use of force expert. And we have to, you know, share that with our members because we want them to be their own risk managers. Because um, you have got to know that this is not just your tool of death and destruction. You know, you have to be responsible because you right. can end yourself in, in jail and prison and be away from your family over something stupid. Exactly. The middle finger is not a de-escalation tool. Is that correct? Well, it could be. Mm. It, yeah. A drive-by yeah. middle finger, maybe. <laughs> Just don't stop. I, you know, Phil always takes it there. That, well, that was, I was wondering what the speed limit was for that. <laughs> well, you know, I say 35. I, 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 as an ex-cop, 35. Okay, good, 35. Good to know. <laughs> Jesus. And you can, you can get that by, by just visual, right? Yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, I, mean, no, I saw him. He was doing 45. Here's your ticket. Yeah, really. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, there's so many things you can do in, in avoidance. Because we'll, we'll go over things about, you know, when you're pulling up to a uh, convenience store, you know, when you're at the ATMs, you know, things that you need to do. I mean, uh, um, you know, situational awareness. You have got to be aware. You have to put yourself in, in some practice situations and actually go through them and then think about walking away in avoidance and, and giving yourself an out. Mm-hmm. Same thing about pulling up to a, a, you know, a stop sign or a red light, really. You know, you position your car so that you have an out. You, you get a, yourself a distance so that you can go ahead and move angles, you know, just in case someone tries to carjack you or 
um, you know, aggressive panhandler or something like that, banging on your window. Banging on the window uh, does not mean that you can kill the person, so stop. You know, Stan, Mike, you guys have said some key words here, you know, um, restraint, control. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys appeal to, like, anti-gun people or people who are fearful? Do you find yourself getting a lot of clients that way, or are you able to sway them by them hearing these keywords? Well, you know, the, the anti-gun people, there's really not... Um, but, you know, they might be swayed by it because, I mean, I'm yeah. loving what I'm hearing. No, I'm, I, hoping, I, I'm hoping that these well, words you know, can I mean, bring them. Really, just, I, I, I guess I know where you're going with that, yeah. and I'm going to let Mike answer, too. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, when they're with the attack of the NRA, we're not considered murder insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're really one of the most responsible groups out there. We're all former police officers. We push de-escalation avoidance, mm-hmm. and, and we actually, we love the Second Amendment, but we also attach ourselves to, you know, uh, you know, you know, um, being you know, having integrity and responsibility and your personal responsibility. So I would like know. mainstream media to know more about that for you guys. You know, yeah, and I think that's the biggest deal. You brought up something that we've talked about before, especially Don and I have had these conversations about. There's a lot of people out there who are maybe on the fence, or they, there may be people who are very very strong supporters of the Second Amendment who don't own firearms. Mm-hmm. There may be people out there. Mm-hmm. I know there's people out there who are strong supporters of gun control who could put themselves who would have a firearm in their house for their for the protection of their family. So I think there's I think it's education. I mean I think like you said, I mean a lot of this needs to be put out. Um there's only one form of education that reaches most people yeah. through the the media and it's and it's wrong and it's may not be necessarily wrong, but it's not right. It's yeah. uh, not all right. And I think that uh being able to uh educate the people on like we do through every week you know we have to we had to have a case that we uh do case analysis on we're fixing mm-hmm. to go to the ted wafer case correct uh where he shot the uh, girl through the front door mm-hmm. um uh started a podcast just recently yeah so. we started a podcast yeah. we have all these different how do we find your podcast of, uh, you can go to ccwsafe.com slash podcast, mm-hmm. uh, probably the easiest way, or on iTunes. Uh, we have uh, articles and, and interviews from Alexis Artwall, Don West, Sean uh, Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be adding adding some others on there. Uh, they, these are, you know, we have these articles we put out weekly. They're, they're fairly short articles. Uh, now Maybe you email them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on newsletter. We put them on our social media. But they're also, we are starting to have longer discussions with like Sean and Don yes. on these cases after the cases we go through the location the escalation the reasonable fear and the uh, post incident actions they're going in and they're having you know an hour hour and a half long discussion on this so mm-hmm. that's going to be the podcast um, Alexis Hartwell talking about uh, the uh, physiological effects of being involved in a shooting and being aware of those if you're especially if you're going to be interviewed um those are going to be longer discussions that are going to be on the podcast. So I Absolutely. think it's a, I think it's awesome. a thing you of education. Have, you guys have great resources. And yeah, that's, and, that's and then to piggyback what Mike was saying, you know, other ways of getting the information out. I mean, it's the reason why we 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 partner with, you know, Fireline Radio and, and Phil and, and and getting on the radio and and pushing this information out so that we can educate you guys and and through Phil's you know platform, you know, really you know help people out and help those concealed who carry concealed and who you know stand behind the Second Amendment. I'm with you guys. You no, know, I'd like to see a study done on that, and I'd like to say it on the show because this is what Don and I have talked about. Is I'd like to find somebody who's uh, maybe a, a sociology professor to do a study on gun control as far as 
the people like we talked about, the people who are on each side and how they could be brought to, you know, a middle um Middle ground. Ground line yeah. of thinking. Well, the, the way it happens in New York City is everybody's a liberal, <laughs> and when they get mugged, they become a conservative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's learning that things way. the hard that's way. That's a lot of conservatives. I, I came from the East Coast. Yeah, you know, but unfortunately, that's the learning armpit things of the America. Right. Welcome to California. Hey, I want to thank my guests, folks. I want to thank Stan Campbell, awesome guy, no matter what he says about me. <laughs> Mike Darter, the, the CEO of, of CCW Safe, and again, our galactic champ, Jason Mayashiro, <laughs> Thanks, guys. IDPA galactic champ, 2018, working on intergalactic 2019. Right. Yes, a lot of work. Awesome. Folks, thank you very much, and check them out at ccwsafe.com. Shoot, Felipe, shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Maupin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.